0: My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so. Normally, it's Casual Friday. It is Casual Friday, but uh, no aloha shirt today because I've been out in the heat all day and I'm overheated and I just don't have it in me to throw an aloha shirt over my uh, over my t shirt right now. Too hot, too hot, too hot. But anyway, I see Nancy's got her aloha shirt on. So you get aloha from Nancy. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. I'll be your host for the next hour and I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal. An investigation team based out of Sacramento, California, we're 45 strong up and down the state of California. Hello Jerry. Up and down the state of California. And that means we are in almost every county which we which also means that if you have a paranormal problem that you or you think you have a paranormal problem that you need taken care of, we can do that for you because we can reach you. And the best way to get a hold of us is either at californiahaunts.org, californiahauntsradio.com. Or just on Facebook or even Instagram. I'm to Gal on Instagram. That's my handle. I'm also on Twitter. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us everywhere. You can find us on Facebook. All all the social media, all the social media, media platforms. Which reminds me, if you like the show, you know if you're watching the show and you like the show tonight, please um, please follow us. Uh, if you're watching from Facebook, click that follow button. If you're watching from tw- Twitter, you know subscribe, uh, follow. If you're watching from TikTok, you can follow us as well. Or if you're watching from Twitch, please hit that follow button if you like what you see. I'm going to be teaching a Psychic Development class one uh, tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it's a basic Psychic Development class where I teach you how to open and close a psychic door so that you can control what comes in and out. Because not everything every, not everything that comes in when you first begin using your psychic abilities will be nice. And that's a mistake a lot of new psychics starting out may because they just keep opening that door and, and something ugly comes through then california haunts gets called out it's that easy so that class will be taught tomorrow that's uh you get a hold of that over at our meetup at california haunts meetup and uh, sign up over there at meetup is free so sign on up over there next saturday uh psychic development class two at 5 p.m pacific that's a more advanced class of the first class and uh this is a class this is saying saying class this course will cover clairvoyance clear audience and all that stuff because the idea is after you take the first class if you know if it looks like you have abilities then we can continue on and we can see just what your abilities are because not all psychics have the same abilities right and all psychics have all the abilities so this is the way to find out so that psychic that's like uh second class two psychic development class two so, check that out over at the California Haunts Meetup as well. Anyway, this evening, it's Nancy Friday. We're good, right? We're good. It's kind of a relaxed kind of atmosphere here. But uh, we're going to be talking about relationships. Uh, we're going to be talking about relationships and how your energy, the energy that comes off of you and your aura, can affect your relationship. I mean, let's put it this way Have you ever walked into a room? And just knowing that somebody does not like you and you don't even know the person, you just kinda of walk in the room and you and you get a feeling that, that that they're just they just don't like you. Well that's that that's your energy. That's their energy putting off coming off them. Right? Or maybe you walk into a room and, and, and you and you think somebody likes you and, and you get that feeling that they like you. Same thing, that's the energy coming off them towards you. All right? But that's also twofold you know for you putting off you know whatever energy you're putting off as well i mean have you ever you know been in a bad mood for that for some particular day walked into a room and the room clears (laughs) you don't have to say a word right people can just feel that that you're in a bad mood all right so we're going to be talking about stuff like that and it has a lot to do with our relationships you know who you meet, who you marry, all the stuff. So Nancy's going to be talking about that tonight. So without further ado, let's bring Nancy in. Hello. Oh, there. I'm out of breath. Nope, now. Can't work. I'm out of breath now. It's good. Huh? Hello.
1: I got I'm some new earbuds. <laughs> okay, everybody, I've got some new buds in. They go right into the ear. So if you uh, say something and I can't hear, I will quickly change. <laughs> back what's the point of doing my hair right so i've messed myself up happy friday everybody i yes i got my shirt out i'm three almost three weeks into a move right don't know where the irons are (laughs) do i put clothes into the dryer to get the wrinkles out i don't know i just put it on so i don't know if you can see (laughs) got to keep washing the clothes because summertime you don't want to be watching me with a shirt that's dirty. Anyway, uh, so tonight we're going to be talking about something that kind of affects everybody, whether you're dating, relationship, solid relationship, uh, your friends. Uh, what if you're married, you walk in the room, you're kind of mad and your partner goes, what the? <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I've had people tell me I have a stern look. I suspect it because my eyes are very deep set. And in some ways, I don't want people to think that way because I'm always trying to be in a better mood. And yet I could do this. And if you saw my grandmother, the Indian grandmother, our eyes are just alike and i remember even looking at her and she goes, Was she always mad at me. No, she wasn't. She just adored me because I look like her. So in some ways, what my energy was of, Oh, she doesn't like me. She might've felt that. She might've felt that. And in some ways that crosses over to all ages. Uh, real quick in high school we've just I was just talking to a friend. Um, you know how the, the pretty girl gets the boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't the pretty girl. Uh, you know, I just wasn't. And uh, yet I never I had boyfriends and I had a lot of people in my life. That's because I, I I wasn't sure what it was about. It could be because I'm intuitive, I have soft energy. I'm the kind of person that walk in the room and oh I gotta tell of my life. <laughs> People call me about pets all the time. And it's really because my energy is very receptive to being able to be sympathetic, uh, soft, even though I don't look it always, I am. Because I, there's the expression, I have, I walk the talk. There's just about nothing you can describe that I haven't also experienced. So someone tells me the sad story. I go, yeah, been there, done that, <laughs> including <the> near death. <laughs> well, once, yeah. And then uh, I guess I'll have to say uh, twice before, Twice, then after, I came real close to kissing that Blarney stone and had to. I got to move this away. Uh, I, I'm not looking. What is wrong here with my screen? It's going boop, boop. Oh, there we <laughs> It was bouncing around. Wait a minute. What's going on here? Um, this is an t- interesting topic, and I want to share something with you. After my divorce, I I was dating a gentleman, and he took me to a Mexican restaurant at Arden Fair across from Sears. It was a really popular restaurant; it must have been '92, and it was a restaurant that had the bar it went in and a big restaurant. It was very um, ethnic-looking, and they had little dim dimmer lights over my drink. It was like the place that women would want their man to take, and he did buy me a drink. He was used to drinking, I wasn't, uh, but I did get a margarita that night, and I sipped it a little bit. And the bar was quite big; it went around. I can't remember if it was a U shape or a, you know, a squared. And at the other man, to other side, two men were fighting, and they started a fight. And I was, I'm trying not. If someone was there, please, I'm not trying. The place started to clear out really fast, <laughs> and my my date that night uh, he doesn't he's married and moved to the East, uh, west coast so it's uh, I mean on the ocean so I almost said his name but I didn't mean to anyway he wanted to leave and I was sitting there going oh, look at that <laughs> and he said to me what are you looking at I says oh their colors are so great look at this <laughs> And all the women, when we move, we're frightened. Our life force goes ahead of us. And there's nothing on the bun, honey. That's all in your face. It's right out the door. And I was watching this and thinking, this is the best entertainment I've had forever. (laughs) I was, what is this about? You know, the first time that they were in such a battle, these two men. I'm not going to ask why. I mean, who cares? But I was just intrigued that these lights and energy and the boom, boom, boom was going on. I must have had that dumbfounded look in my face because my date went, you're watching them, aren't you? And I go, yeah, look at that. Look at that. And he couldn't see what I was seeing. I think I was amazed by the young people racing out of the room. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, nothing was going to happen. I mean, I don't remember we didn't have the violence with the weapons like we do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't even occur to me. I didn't have a feel of danger they were on the other side of the bar you nodded your head char had you ever been there before you've been there
0: there oh yeah
1: it's still there oh is it what when you know the name of it it's El Torito now is it okay I think it was 92 91 92 9 93 9 not yeah because I had moved to um Black Eagle Drive off of White Avenue yeah and it was there anyway um made me aware very early because I started this in 1990. And yes, I've been doing the church thing, the big group, but I had never seen that amount of energy being pushed away from our body. And it made me realize that when you get up to go to the, say I'm sitting here in the front room, uh, my husband's in the family room and there's a door between us. Uh, It's open right now, but if i want to go to the kitchen i'm sitting here thinking i want to go to the kitchen and heat my coffee up yeah i did it i ran into the kitchen just before we started and i have my local woman uh name cat mother of the Year. <laughs> and i but what happens is even though i'm sitting our life force gets up and moves to the kitchen good example of this um the husband and i like to drive go places and so we're driving and he in his head says, I'm going to drive and I'm going to take a right turn here or I'm going to take a left turn. Well, in my mind, I have a different scenario. I think, oh, he's going to take right turn. And what happens is your life force starts to turn, hopefully with the car and they don't They go this way and you fall over. Right. And it's because you were already geared to go that way. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, this is fun because. Because most of you know me, this is how I look forever. <laughs> I've never really, I've gotten older everybody. but I'm not, you know, this is forever. And what if I came on with pink hair? What if I came on with big black rings around my eyes? Mm, what if I came on with balloons around me? Every time you'd see me different, you go, <laughs> <laughs> what's this, what's this, start, startled? Um, anxious, uh, dread. If I'm all black, uh, pink, pink hair with pigtails all around me, you go. that woman crazy at her age? What's she pulling off here? So visually, we can also react. And so when you see a youngster, I'll never forget, granddaughter want to go to high school with pink hair, with blue hair. Not forgotten. Mother calls me and says she wants blue hair for, for high school, and I said to her. Yeah. When else is she going to get the chance to wear blue hair? Right? When can she do it? She's trying to find her identity. I'm all for that. Absolutely. No, I don't like all the piercings and damage. You ever seen piercings after 20 years? It looks pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. And we always change our mind. I have a couple of tattoos. My daughter gave me one when, when I turned 50. And the color's all gone. And I thought, well, maybe I should kind of freshen it up a little bit. And every time you decide to do something, your life force changes. When I was in um, Tucson, Arizona, there was a big event, big, a psychic event in uh, Phoenix, and they had this big thing going on. And I didn't, you know, I found out later what it was. Someone had invited me. They'd had an aura reader, aura photography, and a reader there. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, Nancy will do it. Call Nancy up. <laughs> And I go, I I can't remember doing this before. It must have been 2011. I don't remember if I know the group. I couldn't even tell you. Was it Times Expo, possibly? Or was it um, Dean's um, that he has, Madison Avenue? Because he does travel around the country. I can't, I just don't remember. And so the photography took a picture of each individual. So I did it for three days. I was amazed that I was able to read this and read them. And they were women, people were screaming and yelling at me. Oh, my God, how does she know this? And I just look into the colors. And of course, there is a gimmick. So was I stepping into the person or was I reading the intensity or the lightness of the color as they would then put their hand on the plate? Don't want to give it away. But there is some kind of transference of your energy onto a plate that reflects those colors. And I could read past, present, and future in the, our photography guyses did you know you could do this? And I go, yeah, no, I guess I do. guess I do. You know, mm-hmm. I guess if you're born this way, born this way, everybody, you start out this way, after a while you go, oh, hey, I'm game for anything. You know, I've done some pretty strange things. Mm-hmm. So there you are. And Shar and knows a lot of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what that taught me is that we carry our life force and we bubble it up and we color it with density and we make it light. Have you met somebody, I was talking to you about this woman friend, one of the the sweetest souls you will ever meet. When she walks in the room, you think a cloud had just entered, meditates every day. And that's the one I was telling you about that she wants a gentleman in her life, but she only attract that kind of personality to her, but she wants a different kind. She wants somebody with more life to her. So she is of a different vibration. You got to meet up to what your expectations are because that partner also wants that. Now, if their partner wants somebody who's a lily and meditates and has a lot of crystals, yet he's a rancher and has a lot of cows he works with, may not be the best match everybody. You have to be similar vibrations. I want to go back to something I mentioned earlier about the fight. People unknowingly throw their energy around. What do I mean by that? Have you been to the grocery store and two people across the room recognize each other? All of a sudden they're screaming, hello. Guess what they're doing? boom They're throwing themselves across the room and embracing their friend. Is that in your way? Were you in the way? You go, "Ooh, ow, what are they yelling so? What are they doing that for? Oh, they're so happy to see each other. But it disrupted your space. You know why? Because your colors, your energy around you is flowing perfectly for you in that moment. Are you concentrating? Are you thinking about a child or work? So someone's going, hello across the have you how many people, yes, <laughs> been somewhere? And they just yell, oh my god. Well they're throwing stuff all over the room. Do they know? Do they care? Evidently they don't they don't know. So we're enlightening you today. So this is kind of a build up to where I was heading dating mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was single 15 years between marriages uh, after the last marriage and in 88 I thought hey, I don't want to do this again but I like today I like men. so I was dating and 15 years in this gentleman said to me um I don't like dating I want to be married and I went oops <laughs> who who are you talking to and he goes you know what hmm Gosh, first time someone's asked me, was I giving off a vibe that I wasn't wanting to get married? Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Because after the last marriage, I after cancer and all that we went through, family issues up the of I, you know, taking care of a, uh, a grandmother that lost her mind, she was blind, uh, lawsuits because of that, um, the cancer, wayward daughter life issues um let alone us as a partnership because i didn't know we were so young we got married 19 and 20 and 67 what do we know in those years everybody got married way too soon Mm -hmm. we got him through two years of college i put him through the rest of the three years and then it was my turn by then i had two babies i was too busy so over the years i've collected enough credits but it is what it is because i am here because of that And it's wonderful. So in those 15 years I was dating, what kind of vibes I've given off? Do you like me? And I like to date. I like to dress up and go out. So I would let that energy encourage someone to invite me out. I went dancing. I had friends. We went out. I had a wonderful friend, and I called her one night. She was grieving over loss of a friend, man friend. I says, I don't care what you're doing. You're going to get dressed. You're going to come over here. We're going to go out. I'll drive. Cause I, I don't drink and I want her to just relax. We, we had like five years of great fun dancing and we had good vibes. Both of us met somebody. And in those years, that's where you went. We didn't have online. We didn't have meet up. We didn't have any groups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking the dark ages, everybody. So <laughs> when I met my, uh, my husband, it was a totally different world. And he was a Marian man. He didn't like dating and whatever my vibe was, he was a widower. So he first initiated coming to me because of grief. And I'm that's my special, I like, you know, I'll help people with any kind of grief. And uh, so my vibe was very receptive, very soft, very um, like I, I did that. And he said, hmm, this is the kind of person I want in my life, not for that, but because of energy. And I'm not gonna go and explain but everybody knows me as a type A, I got busy. I'm doing things. Nancy, you could retire and you could play. I go, well, you know what? My retirement job, guess what? I'm doing it. <laughs> this is my job. This is what I want. I am probably not slow down. I'm slower, but my energy is shifting just a little bit to do this. Getting back to dating. Say you're in a, a relationship and the man has done you wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, the woman has done you wrong. Let's not, I have to, you know, I'm a woman, so I'm going to think about men. And they did you wrong and you got cheated on. What's your energy pattern look like? I like it sometimes The Scottish kilts. The men that wear the kilts, and it's all patterned differently. Every one of them, all the clans. And what if your vibration is, and you're looking for that man to treat you right, what kind of energy are you getting off? He better not be a cheater. Let me tell you a story. I had the privilege of another friend uh, marrying her to her man. And they got married. It was in the backyard wedding. And I was a minister. And it was all great. And then a few years later, she said, he's cheated on me. I didn't want a cheater. My other two husbands cheated. I went, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did your dad cheat on your mother? Oh, how did you know? I said, because you've accepted her pattern. Your energy has accepted the idea that it's okay for a person to cheat because that's what your mother and father had. Mm -hmm. So we have to consciously put ourselves in a space of removing a prejudice or anger or frustration. Another example. Oh, she, She didn't leave him. But he was in doghouse for years, for years, Um, and then he died, (laughs) fifty-one. So the universe, you know, has uh, karma. You know, I'm going to get in trouble on that one. I'm sorry. If she hears this, it's with amusement because I'm not using her name, right? Right? Oh my gosh! So if you accept something, I was going to talk. I better finish this thought. Sometimes you look at your family history. My father's father died when he was a teenager. My mother's father died when she was 12. My father died when, my, when I was six. Guess what pattern I accepted? Don't you know that my husband raced cars, we raced horses long distance running. Don't you think that all the time, my kids were children. I wasn't worried all the time of death. Absolutely. Then, then he and a buddy went on the American river and got lost. We had the patrol out. It was midnight. Uh, they had search and rescue. They had crashed into a rock and they were walking. And no one could find him. My heart was broken. I I just caught my breath. I had those memories, you know. So my pattern changed. So guess what? I became controlling. I became tight with him. I watched him. He did not know of my fear of death of him and doing to my kids for three generations prior to us. That is a, that is a um, not a prejudice, that is a thought process. Mm-hmm. My mother and father cheated, not me, friend, cheated. I'm gonna marry a cheater, you know how she did it? She accepted the vibration of her mother as an adult. The men coming in were cheaters already. They met her and said, ooh, this feels comfortable. I like this, this feels right, you know why? Because I can cheat on her because unconsciously her mother was cheated on divorce the second man comes oh feels good married the third one oh no this is man this is perfect we're gonna have it really great guess what another cheater ooh ooh we had a long talk about that and she understood that we have prejudices that we carry around with us all the time. We have ideas that were given and we inherit all the time. So when I have people wanting to take class from me or we talk, especially young women or women who want to date again, I said, the hardest thing you're going to do is make a homework. I want you to write down who you are. Do you have prejudice? Are the things you don't like about yourself or things you do like about yourself? Are you interesting? Do you like yourself because you're interesting? One lady called me up. She says, I really want a man. I go, well, okay. It's hard for me to see. Let's talk about this. I says, "Um, why don't you just tell me about yourself? What kind of hobbies do you have? Uh, What would you, okay, let's say, what would you offer a man coming in? Oh, she says, you know, I'm very attractive. I could feel that she was. She says, I'm very attractive. Okay, that lasts 10 minutes. Few years, wrinkles set in. You know, she was in her 50s. Tell me something else. She says, I'm a great cook. I says, Oh, so maybe you're going to get heavy in a few years. <laughs> you cook great. So you're always in the kitchen, right? Always shopping, always in the kitchen. Um, I'm really good in bed. Well, that lasts until he's about so and so age. So what else are you offering? And she had never thought of it that way. She says, I'm kind of boring, huh? If you hear this, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not telling your name. <laughs> I says, we have to know what we want in a man. to make your list.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're putting a pattern of what you want in a partner into your space. And that goes for man to man, or woman to woman, mm-hmm. man to monkey, whatever. I don't care. If you want a particular individual in your life, I've had ladies call me at seven, and this gentleman came in, cross, 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 cross not blue eyes but hazel eyes six foot blonde yep worked and had all everything i was looking for just because a person has a good job doesn't mean he's perfect if he's a hard-working blue-collar worker honey anybody works with their hands or is a good partner (laughs) got it (laughs) so don't be so stern on things that are not important in the long picture sex goes away your looks go away always in the kitchen Are you in there talking to him? Does he know who you are? What is your energy saying? I'm resentful. I've been in the kitchen for 25 years. I told him I was a good cook and he believed me and he won't ever help me. He just goes in and watches TV. I'm here cooking, cleaning after a meal. It seems like I spent four hours in the kitchen. You don't think you're going to get resentful? You know what? You set that pattern up. So I met my husband. I says, "Um, I was married 21 years. I don't cook. (laughs) I do once in a while. I am not a loyal cook. Oh, heavens, no. I've been there, done that. Uh, <laughs> I heard a click. I don't know what's wrong here. This model, I'm sorry. The oh. <laughs> so we was stuck. I was trying to get it off without clicking it. So we have to discern who we are and what our pattern looks like. So now we're going to take another step. You're listening to this, by the way, you can replay this until you write down everything I said. Right? Um, I'm taking notes you guys yeah <laughs> well, i'll take notes right so you meet this perfect person however a friend introduces you matched on calm you go to the pub you go to a party and you've gone on a couple of dates and you have this sense that is he telling me the truth you have this uneasiness call me up okay i put my mind to him and i go oops the shadow of a woman's next to him. He may be married. He may not be separated like he's telling you. Are you married? Well, I meant to tell you. Well, how did I figure that one out? So when you meet somebody and you get that, ooh, doesn't necessarily mean drug and alcohol, though you could tell, I'm sure. But maybe they're secret. Maybe they are cheating. Maybe they are hoping to find a woman that is better than the situation they're in, And they haven't left that wife yet, but they want a good excuse. They want someone perfect because a lot of people, men and women go from one partner to another.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh,
1: you've been in a relationship. I was in a relationship 21 years. Do you think I knew who I was? I had to leave my career. I had to get sick with cancer, get a divorce, leave my career, start completely over and go one day. Oh, golly! look what I've been able to accomplish. I kind of like me when I liked me and I had hobbies, I have interests. I didn't give up my running. It put me off for a couple of years. I tell you, everybody says, oh, you can run when you, run, and you had cancer. I like to know who they are. They're one in a million. It took me years to get myself back. But one day I woke up and I says, I think I like me. And when I saw someone come into my life or someone approached me, I went, who are you? Are you good enough for me? That energy that you put out makes that partner respect you because you're not a wallflower. You're not someone to be pushed around, not someone they could command. If you stand up and call it and they don't like it, then you shouldn't have that person. You don't want to be changed. They come into your life. You keep who you are. Men have a tendency to put on the table all their cards. This is who I am. I got all these faults. Listen, women, we wait five years. And we resent for five years that we they don't get what we wanted to tell them in the first place. <laughs> So we wait five years to tell them that's wrong. And then that's when you guys call it. I'm not happy in my relationship. Well, what's wrong? But why didn't you tell them initially that you don't like cook three meals a day? You did that all through the first marriage? Let me think of that one through. How honest are you? What's your energy telling them? Were you lying? And they okayed that because they couldn't read it. Let me tell you what lying does. It builds up from this size the, this side, And all of a sudden you're calling me because you don't want to be married anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when I tell the couple, I, I don't do couples as much as one at a time, men and women. Got to go back to when you first dated and you discover what it is you like about that person. Go back and re-identify your dating um, enjoyment. What was it you liked about? And bring those things in. If you can't fix it that way, then come tell me. And then I'll say to you, you know, he was beaten up by his father when he was 14. They moved it like three or four times and I feel like there's a lot of grief. Did you know that? And she goes, yeah, I kind of mentioned it once. How did you know that? I said, because his energy is telling me that. Mm-hmm. He goes back, he brings the 14 year old forward. When we're emotionally abused or physically abused as children, guess where our emotional age is there? Uh-huh, I have a lady wonderful, very, very successful. I mean, wow, wow, wow. Right. But she dates men 15 years younger. How successful is that? And I talked to her one day, I says, maybe you ought to date someone older to be more successful. She says, who says I want to be successful. I want a young man to pan all over me. I want to have wild and crazy sex. And then I want to dump them. I went, whoa, wow. Okay. What are you telling these guys? Well, you telling them you're exciting and that you're not a forever because your energy doesn't allow them to get close. And I asked her about it. She says, when I was in high school, I was a pump, pumpkin, ugly donkey, and the boys didn't like me. I went to college. I got all this education, but I didn't look much different. Well, let me tell you, she's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous now, right? And she has never had that fulfilled in her life of being adorned for her beauty and her looks and her big paychecks. So she's reverted back. Did you marry somebody, You dating somebody who's actually 14 to 17 years old? And I'm here, women, yeah, yeah, I did, I did. You accepted a child because you wanted to take care of somebody. You felt that you could nurture and change him and mold him to be the man you wanted. How did you know? Because you felt that mother instinct around him Someone else, maybe not, but you did around him. Remember, I'm a woman, so I'll make a reference. It goes both ways, everybody. I had a fellow in Oregon. uh, He he was a therapist and physical therapist, and he was helping um, a lady and they fell for each other. She calls me up. I want him forever. He calls me up. I think I want him for want her forever. Gosh, you know what? I didn't get either one of them for either one of them forever. So both of them are wounded. One wanted a father figure and one wanted somebody they could fix. I'm not telling you anymore. Cause I don't want any, I didn't get permission. Right. So guess what? They were both sharing with each other. I'm needy. I'm broken. Can you fix me? Oh, well, daddy take care of me. Take care of me. The man I can, I can take care of this person and this makes me feel like a man and I'm important. It's not conscious. But it's, you should be aware that your energy is telling them that. You may not be doing it. But you may give subtle hints and gestures. But your life force is reaching out and pulling them to you. And they're wanting to go and grab you and pull you to them because they want to take care of you. Well, those relationships don't at work. No, no. Because you grow up. I'm a good example of that. We were 19 and 20. We got married. Dated four and a half years. We were one of that couple's all through high school not 15 and 16 i dated at 14. and human beings don't really find out who they are until about 25 30. who who are you at 19 and 20. good catholic kids got married catholic church high noon (laughs) father mastretta holy family catholic church alvin boulevard and sunrise Uh, He retired two years ago, a couple of years back, but it was um, too young. I think that we weren't aware of who we were even. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: at 25 and 30, in those years, I remember thinking, does not feel right? Didn't know for sure. I didn't know what I was, but I knew that both my kids had abilities. So I was sensing something and not knowing, but we did stay married 21 years. In those years, people didn't get divorced. Oh, is there any, is anybody written something in the chat room? Okay. I'm open to questions. I'm kind of,
0: I'm condensing. I'm condensing. Huh? I hear voices in the background.
1: Your husband have the TV on? Oh, it's really far away. I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the fights on. If you hear cheering, one of them won. (laughs) Some of them <laughs> he he he's a sports fella. Yeah. If I had the door closed, I I'd try to do that. And the cats go crazy at the door. Yeah, you know, one sounds like a bad Siamese imitation. <laughs> he needs to sleep over here. Hi, yeah. am I overwhelming the audience? Am I giving too much? Can they follow what no, I'm no, saying?
0: No, I was just thinking while while you were talking, is is you know, there's there's always the talk of of, of, of people being in these patterns where they they keep choosing the same type of relationship over and over, and it usually it's based on how they grew up you know, in their family, which is what you were talking about earlier. Absolutely. So it it really
1: it's unconscious. We bury, so here's some therapy stuff, everybody. I call it the white feather effect. We put a white feather up in front of us, and without us realizing the wounds of our youth, will come forward and expel when you don't want it. And you may not even remember it. So sometimes when your life force is under duress, that white feather who you're supposed to be gets bent over. So the white feather effect is always around is you got to think about it. Am I smooth? Am I calm? Am I receptive? Am I giving? Am I taking in a relationship? Are you honest? Because after a while, not being honest, whatever that means to you will come out. A lot of relationships break up because someone said, I'm not going to tell him I like to gamble online. That's happened three times. That's devastating. Uh, Oh, my mind just went (sighs) rings and rings. All the people have talked to me about relationships that don't work. Um, It does not mean early life marriage cannot work. It just means that some people are willing to get the gloves on and battle it out or go to therapy and talk it out and figure out what was wrong. Most of our wounds, woundology that haunts us forever, the ones we don't address as youngsters, it's just amazing to me um, because we all think our childhood is fine, right? But I already told you, I was a very sickly child. I remember the hospital. I remember being in bed sick. What kind of wounds are that? When my father was killed, my grandmother, his mother came to visit Betty Betty, my mother, and the two of us girls were playing on the floor and they walked in. And my Bobby Isabel was a very short person, five foot one. And her husband was six foot. And I remember as a tiny kid walking, watching him walk in. And the first they told my mother what happened. And her words were, what am I to do? I have no money. Boom. So guess who's an A type person? He works all the time, Mm -hmm. right? I will never, ever put myself in a situation, which is kind of crazy because I left the Pacific Bell. I was a first line management um, for seven years. I left at 42. So I was going to go up further. I was making a lot of money. It was like the job to have was Pacific Bell in those years, a state of California, federal government. It's kind of like all the same. Yet I left that security. Did I learn it wasn't important to be happy? Uh, My first husband and I were as they would say, we lived in the zip code everybody would wish they could live. You know, Loomis was the place to be. All the bigger homes. Uh, I could tell you all night long the subdivisions, and no one would know. But in every city, in every town, there's always a part of town where they, the up and coming would, would go. And and so I left that, and I left the big job to do this. <laughs> but I'm still I still work a lot. People say they're afraid. What language are they talking? So when people come to me, I say, you know, secrets aren't very hidden from me. And I had people say, oh my God, how did you know that? I go, isn't that what you want me to do? You can't hide secrets. If you want to talk about something that's bothered you, your energy will show me. And what I mean by that is when I enter time, which is the base of your neck, I go forward, backward, backwards, always use time. So it's very easy. For me. Okay. I know that's what she says. It's easy. And every time you have a big event or something that's wounded you, whatever thread of time that is, mother, father, school, um, you know, hobbies, whatever big bubble of, wow, look at what happened today. Oh, look what happened today. You know, I thought I'd bump into that. So then I have to, because I've done it for so many years, I try to evaluate age. And then I try to evaluate is a singular action or whether more people involved? So when I was, um, I bought my first car at 18,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 18, it was a rambler and it had a friend named Linda and my husband on the passenger side, we got in this terrible car accident and the car that hit us was coming on Hillsdale Boulevard. There was a cement divider, raining. It flipped the car, came up in the air, and came down on top of us. The police said to me, how did you know how to turn the steering wheel that it didn't crush you? That wasn't what upset me that makes me think about it. I'd had surgery on my foot, and I pushed so hard into the bottom of the car that all my stitches were ripped out. Telling my mother I had to go to the hospital and get that redone. That's what I remember. The trauma of the medical the trauma of telling my mother oh the car didn't hit it. you know we we survived didn't go on the went on the engine didn't come on the cam hey fine <laughs> that is not what triggers it so if someone read me what happened at 18. wow big car accident it, my darn foot i had a, a growth in it and i had to have it cut out i had like five stitches when you're in that situation um it was not it was an automatic my left foot went to the front of that cab part ripped all the stitches out that's how impactful that wreck was Um, but we didn't die some told me to do something like the steering wheel and I just moved just a little bit Um, Linda and Larry my first husband um, was fine it was me and I didn't want to call my mother that's what the bubble is
0: oh no I gotta tell her my foot's wounded Jerry has a question. I've never found love in my life. I have a son from a two year relationship. My longest relationship was five years. I'm going to be 63 this month. I always thought it was me. Men never seemed to like. I always thought it was me. Men never seemed to like. They always cheated. I figured I was too independent. Any thoughts?
1: You don't think you're worthy of having love somewhere in your family. You've seen people abused or neglected or some kind of mistreatment when they wanted love to receive love. You turned that ability off. You are not allowing it because someone betrayed you or you saw betrayal and you said, oh hell, no, excuse me, I'm not gonna do that one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's buried. I don't wanna know story. I don't think that's fair, but you've been wounded in the past. I think if you soften your life force, and with curiosity and with a lot of sympathy, I give you sympathy, I give you it's time to turn that around and say to yourself, as I get an older, I'd like to share that. I've been able to get older is the gift. I would like to share what time I had left with somebody who likes me and see who comes into your life. All you do is shift your energy. Not that I'm not going to anybody come in because I see something I heard. Oh, I don't want to go down that road. So I think I'm right. Be curious if you share that with Char later on. Mm -hmm. Do you know that story, Char? No. Huh? No. No. Okay.
0: I'm just here like everybody else. I'm listening, taking notes, (laughs) drinking my water, just kicking back, doing my thing. Right. Right. Interesting. I mean, I I have friends over the years that I can see these you know these parallels of what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's take it one more step. Ghostbusting. Let's oh. do an investigation. Uh-oh. 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 Let's do it. I love it. So I do a lot of remote. How do I do this? Please don't ask me. I've done so many on the air and talk to people all around the world by phone. I put my life force somewhere. I can see the, the spirits all over the place. I've demonstrated that. Two months back with this man come in, calls in, I says, oh, my God, there's 13 dead been around your house they want you to know that they're there and not like they're haunting they just showed because I knew i was going to call in <laughs> the show and i said, i'm going to be really right or really wrong and he said um hmm, there's a mine behind my house there was a terrible cave in a lot of people died how do i do that right okay so we're doing an investigation right what if you have someone on your team that's scared to death okay how about you Shar? You and I are like mellow jello. Oh, don't bother me, spirits. You know I'm gonna. I've ripped spirit attachments off human beings. I go with my mind. With my hand just. Nah. <laughs> yes, you can do that. I've done it, and I've had the investigator go, "Wow, I feel good all of a sudden." I understand now why I, I do what I do. Oh, good family. Best of luck to you, honey. Write down everything you like. Mm -hmm. All the hobbies you've always wanted to do, get excited about your life and your energy change. Someone comes in, honey, they better be good enough for you because you're a new person. You've got to go there. Look into the woundology that determines your personality and the traits you are. Ghostbusting. Ghost investigating. Yeah. So you have somebody in the group that's really not a believer. Then you have somebody in your group that's scared. Like, oh, I'd love to be scared. No, I don't want to be scared. Oh shit, what if they touch me? Uh, uh. Mm-hmm. What kind of energy is the non-believer giving off?
0: Whew. Yeah. Right? It's hard. Way it's yeah. No one in
1: the group wants to be near that person. Right.
0: They however, taste... it's ghost. however it's a ghost magnet for, for for something that's mischievous. Pardon me? What was that one more time? It's a magnet for something that's mag- that's mischievous.
1: I, I, I don't know what that means. I'm.
0: if you get a spirit, if you get if you if you get a spirit kind that likes to tease. They'll Where's pick it, on that person.
1: I'm not sure. Let me, maybe I better think of that later. You have yeah, somebody that's a non-believer, right? Their energy field radiates. Uh, God damn, I don't want to be here. This is bullshit. Right. Excuse me. Right. Are you going to have success with the uh, ghost investigation? No. Ah, no. You know why? Spirits want to be around that. Spirit people, unless they go insane, want to be recognized. Mm-hmm. They're so afraid of being forgotten. They wanted communication. Now, you've heard negative things, but 32 years of talking to spirit people, they're really hungry to get to you. They want to be recognized. In fact, I'll start talking about if someone call me, and first thing I pick up this person, and the person will say, Oh, I really wanted to talk to that person. I asked him two days ago to show up. Well, how interesting is I find that person right there? It's not always you wanting the reading with me. It's your spare person saying, I think Nancy could do this. Why don't you give Nancy a call? And then they show up. Now, remember, they have free will, too. And us human beings, we have the flesh and we think, oh, we can just demand them to show up. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> not really. And sometimes it's not someone you're thinking about. You know, and uh, so let's go to the other one. How about the one that's really afraid? Oh, my God, they're going to touch me. (laughs) Smear people like that, especially the mischievous ones. And they go, oh, this is going to be fun. I'm just going to come up to that person and go like this. You're going to have fun. Now, guess which ones had the best success? I have three words I always say. When you go to an investigation, you go with curiosity. I'm going to be proven that there's life after death. I'm going to see someone that survived. I can't wait, I can't wait. And so you go in with that curiosity and you're looking around, you just really want to know. And then someone picks something up and you go, oop, <laughs> cat. And then you go to a place of going, oh, wait a minute. Why are they a ghost? And you get sympathetic. And you go, oh. Is there someone here? Who are you? Let them tell you. Listen to them because they want to be acknowledged. And why in the world are they still there if they've been 100, 200, 300, 400 years? Please.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why are you in that space? Well, a child would be. But still, that child has a parent still looking, saying, Up, come here, come here. So if you have a younger person, and I have been told by organizations and owners of buildings and Nancy, do not talk them into leaving. Uh-uh, this is our business. You have no right to take our business away. Well, you know, that doesn't go very big with me. I'm not going to tell you who I did, but I did. <laughs> it's up to the spirit because a spirit person may be appearing to be haunted, but they sometimes like this. You know why? Because they get attention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They want to be recognized. They are afraid to go over Curiosity, sympathy, knowledge. And I had another word, but knowledge is well, investigate who they are. Do they want you to find their body? Do they want you to give a message, which I get all the time. And how many billion people have on the planet? How am I going to find somebody in Taiwan? I mean, come on.
0: I can't do that. What, Char? I work with ghost teams, people on my team, who get jealous of other team members. And it's because... Mm-hmm. They're, cl- they're, they're like you say. They're, 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 and I hate to say the word because you always need them on a team. You need the debunkers for the balance. You know the scientists and hey. the logic. You need that for balance. But <laughs> I run. <read, laughs> Can you hear him? I run into that all the time. Where you know somebody's. Well, what I found over the years is, is when you start putting a team together, you look at the skill. You look at what i call the talents that people have yeah mm-hmm. there are people that can get photos of apparitions time and time again there's cats that get, there's cats that look at them um there's people that can get evps mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so there's people that can that they can get certain types of evidence. They're energy
1: sensitive to certain yeah, things.
0: And, yeah, mm-hmm. and then they're able to get that evidence. I, I've seen that over the years, and he wants uh-huh. to tell us all about it too. You know why? <laughs> He's sensitive to stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyway, yeah. And then there's people like and I'm not going to mention names. Well, they're no longer on my team, but I've I've had I've had a knack for EVPs for years. You know to be able to get them. And like I, said, I can tell
1: you where to point the camera. I can yeah. tell you what's
0: yeah. going on. Yeah. Point over there and take a photo yeah i don't I take it. that picture <laughs> you track crack me up because you'll be like <laughs> what you'll be looking through me and you'll go don't you see it it's over in the corner i like, <laughs> don't see nothing i don't know what you're looking at okay i'll take your word for it it's over in the corner so, <laughs> oh god and uh, then
1: then you i'll give a description then you find a picture on the wall somewhere or something
0: you yeah. know <laughs> Nancy will go, no, and she gets frustrated with me. And I can tell, you know, on the, the other end of the phone, because Nancy waves the arms, you know what I mean? And I, I can just tell what's going on. She she looks like a, 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 one of those guys at the airport that, that, that's directing the 747 in the park. Because she's just like, it's over there. You don't see it, you know. Oh, gosh. Do do <laughs> <laughs> I have been accused of doctoring EVPs. How do you do that? How can you doctor an EVP? How can I doctor something that's like, you know, 800, I'm not going say 800, but so many decibels below the normal voice. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I have a knack to get there. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. don't have a knack, I'm sorry. Find your own knack. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, it's like, it, it, gives, it, it, it yeah, it's, it's certain people have certain aura. Like you say, certain energy, certain aura coming off them that the spirit kind like. Yeah, yeah. And that's why... The, they'll work with them mm-hmm. now photos i don't get as many spirit photos but i do get evps you know just like yeah. who told me at the cemetery was it you like when i go to the cemetery what? and they're all in the conga line behind me what they're... because I, I guess my energy is so you know so bright that they oh fall they thought fall- up- that yeah absolutely yeah, I think you're the one that told me that that there's yep, a conga yep. line of dead people behind me <laughs> walking behind me, you know, uh, but it's your it is. It's a in your energy coming off of you. What does Pamela right. say? Let's see. Are the spirits, is he? Are the spirits you draw in, were they like you in life? Oh, I see.
1: No, that doesn't see? have yeah. no, uh, like attracts like in a lot of ways, absolutely. I do believe that when it comes to spirit people, I have attracted every kind. And yeah. they do follow me when I go places and I, I got, I'm at a place now in my life where I don't want that. I turn this off and that's a success of, of being me is that yeah. I'm not turned on all the time. If yeah. I am, I go in crazy. We go to Larry and I drove around. and He's showing me parts of the town because I've been here three weeks, <laughs> almost three weeks and drove right by a cemetery. Click. Oh, cemeteries. And I didn't, both of them he drove by both of them here in Orville. Three three spirits in one and two in the other. I go, Oh my god, now my switch is on. Ugh. Because I do this for a living. Yeah. I I'm used to dealing with spirit people. Oh, there's a spirit person. But yeah. normally I don't want to be that way all the time. And, and it's just interesting. I was talking to someone today about energy, a, a client, and I said, God gives you a bucket five gallon energy a day. You can either exercise and use it up or you could talk all day or be under a lot. She was under a lot of stress. You mm-hmm. could be under a lot of stress and you just burn it up. Or you could be a reader. You have to divvy out your life force. And so if you're in that on and you haven't learned to say no, mm-hmm. then you burn up by 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm at a place in my life now that I stretch out my clients. I just, yesterday I had two clients, one and two o'clock. Um, and the one o'clock went a little longer. So I was buttoned up against the two o'clock and then it ran, He wasn't there. So we had to move it uh, up a little bit. So sometimes that happens, but normally I like to rejuvenate myself. So um, I didn't have any appointments this afternoon because I want to do this tonight. Is this tiring me out? No, I'll be okay because it's only an hour and I'm not moving my life force across the world. You?
0: Huh? Disgusting, which brings me to a disgusting plug for my class tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> Turning it on and off because that's what the class teaches you. Right. I'll be on conscious and
1: aware off. that you yeah. want to be turned this off. You don't yeah. want to be reaching out to the universe like who's a mm. so your dad is behind you on your left shoulder. He's standing there watching you. He <laughs> just stands there, he has his hands on his hip his elbows out, kind
0: of just stand there watching. Oh, and he's happy. He likes this. <laughs> he did. In fact, you know, um, it's wheel, he was wheelchair bound. But he yeah. always told me if he wasn't wheelchair bound, he would be. Go, he would have been ghost hunting with us.
1: Well, he might have. And hey, I've got imagine question. how excited, how pleased he is with you watching you and I do this show. Or and yeah. you were doing your shows. And I, I, got
0: mean, a just, cool, I got a cool story for you. This room here was his bedroom. And oh. <laughs> his, his bed faced like right where I'm sitting, he was about three feet that way on his bed, and it faced the direction of, there was a bathroom back there with a, with, a, with a mirror. Didn't I just say
1: he's behind your left shoulder?
0: Yeah. But Definitely. I
1: don't think he sees his bedroom, he sees that space.
0: Yeah. So check this out. Check this out. Let me finish here. He um, used to see someone walk across the bathroom when he was laying in here. Okay. And it was cute because he goes, get your equipment. Set it up in here. I I love it. I set it up. He says, well, well, what am I supposed to do with my hands? And I said, okay, here, here's a digital voice recorder. Here's a button. Here's an EMF meter. And here's a still camera. You know, you can do this. And he was so disappointed. We ran everything all night. He stayed up all night. Nothing showed
1: up. I just love that he was interested. Yeah. Validate your effort. Yeah, and he never got anybody. No, nope. was it was it a woman? Did he ever it's say one? Yeah, I can see her.
0: Yeah, he's he old to me too. Yeah, he seems to think it was his 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 uh, sister. His sister? Yeah, that was coming to up. And do office. you remember how old she was when she died? I, don't, I have no idea. Was, was she, she old? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, for a long time, because I my my desk when I first moved in here was over there on the on, on the um I hate this because we're opposite. So, was um, that no? My desk was like over the, oh, there. We go, it's over <laughs> there in this and I remember sitting there, and I always felt like I was being watched, like someone was standing in that doorway of that bathroom watching me. Do you remember be- her being thin? I don't even I even knew her.
1: Yeah, I see her old woman, thin, going across, and she seems pale to me like a, mm-hmm. a, a light beige, like not see through, but very pale. Mm-hmm. Now, how can I do that? Well, I entered her time to that conversation, to Mm -hmm. his looking. Mm -hmm. How's that possible? Didn't I just describe, didn't she say, I said, woman, old woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because I've been doing this for so long. And that is what you want. You want to be able to do me. You know why? Because it feeds your soul. This is exciting to be able to, to get stuff like this, but to realize, and I tell this to people all the time. I know what I'm doing. I actually know how I'm doing it. The question is, why can I do it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And why can't we all do it? My father had the gift. His mother's mother, everybody you hear of the Fox sisters, guess what they were from? And so she was born to a woman in her 40s. And in those years, she born in 1900. Um, they did table tipping on Saturday nights. They were furriers. Furriers. And so Papa was part of a quartet. He would go out with the buddies and the women, the wives would stay and do table tipping up for New York State. So we have a long line. That's the uh, English side. My mother were cowboys and Indians and didn't do any of this. <laughs> guess where this darkness comes from, I mean, right?
0: Is, everybody is born with the gift, but we just, you know, over the years of growing up and getting involved with our lives, yeah. um, we just push it down.
1: Well, I think bright. My mother didn't, she didn't like it because I was always mouthing off five or six years old. Daddy, don't, don't do this. Mm-hmm. My last memory of him was jumping in arms and telling him, don't go. We'd never see him again. You'd never come back to us. All I remember is her fists going. And she really did, m- and I must have done a lot. And I always told the to group one night <clears throat> that dad came and visit Bonnie and I. Bonnie was sleeping. I would see him and it was like I didn't know what death was until I was a teenager. I didn't understand the ramifications. It it, it was kind of like, in those years, just didn't know. I didn't miss him. He was gone all the time. So anyway, to make a long story short, I remember looking up and seeing him looking different, and it glowed. There was kind of like a hail all around him. It was kind of strange. And so I told my grandmother, his mother, and it must have given her years of comfort knowing that I could do this. And I was able to tell her that daddy was visiting. Mm-hmm. So really, really young, six years old, and I was seeing dead daddy. But uh, we getting off track here. We were talking about ghost messaging.
0: Ghost and here, we are over here already.
1: Yeah, yeah, entering time, used time is easier than unused time. Right. Uh, most people ask me about future and I've learned how to uh, know what thread to follow to get the answers, absolutely. Um, and you want to learn to turn on and turn it off. Excessing pass is just boom, like that. Easy, easy. Uh, spirit people particularly, I seem to, you know, I talk about everything. But for some reason, I'm tuned to that. But what is different with my vibration? Uh, I have a lot of it. Um, athletic on my life. And so Char and I have what we call the thick muscle mass. Um, I think that does help. But well, I know a lot of thin psychics, but, uh, I just really think that's it because I've gone marathon eight, 10 hour readings, three days in a row. Mm-hmm. I remember at Valentine's expo in Sacramento, California, it was probably 2005 ish Four. uh, there was three years in a row. Um, I gave a talk every day, 250 people. I read 72 people in three days and gave talks. It's just what it is. You know, how can you do things like that? I don't know. Um, And I think it's because I've been an athlete. And um, it is what it is. So if you want to get into this, one of the things you want to do is make sure you're healthy, eat a lot of protein, build up some muscle mass so that you feel strong. I think that's a real strong, that's a real um, positive component. And I know um, there's people that are in um, Shara's life who have illnesses. I have also had illnesses. I don't know if it's a correlation with people that have illnesses seem to have the gift, or do we run ourselves down and get the uh, illnesses? I have to say that the two major illnesses in my life, my aunt who I look like, Aunt Coral, the oldest of the four children, looks just like the grandmother who was American Indian. Um, I looked like Coral, and she had the same c- cancer and Graves' disease, same as I did, and both have almost killed me. I do you find that curious? Uh, if she had the gift, I don't know. I think it came from my father particularly. And he, Carl, had nothing to do with that. So do we (laughs) inherit illnesses? Absolutely. Uh, The trigger, stress. Yeah. Not necessarily being tired. Um, I hope I answered everybody's question. We went an hour. Is there anybody has any other questions in the chat room?
0: Remember that saying that your mama used to tell you, uh, you get more bees with honey. What is it you get more? Is it bees or flies with honey than you do with salt or vinegar?
1: Vinegar. Yeah. Um, what? Tell me about that. What do you mean? So
0: let's talk about this with with our auras and the energy we're giving off because that works perfectly for that whole thing. If you walk into a room, plop yourself down on a chair and you're sitting there looking like the warrior princess, no one's going to mess with you, right? You're scowling across the room. No yeah. one's going to mess with you because you're giving that off. If you go in and you're happy and blah, 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 people are going to come talk to you. It's right. just normal. And that's, the, that's that whole thing. Your aura gives, gives Your aura is giving that off, and you don't realize how many people you're able to touch. Just now, let's
1: let's explore that. If you Uh, come in, if 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 you've had a battle with somebody at work, and you're going to go out with the ladies to the pubs, which I I don't think that's bad. That is, and you go pissed off. Guess who you're attracted to? You. Someone else is pissed off, right, right? And so, if it's a partner you want to date. What's your base in your relationship on that? You're always bad. Don't you think you might get over that sometime in the future?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to be as normal as positive as you can.
0: Yes.
1: And I don't mean to have a drink before you go out. Absolutely not. But you have to figure out your homework. You have to figure out, let's see. I'm going for the evening. I may just meet somebody or maybe not, but if I don't have in my head, what kind of person I want, then my energy will not reach and go, and find that person bring them to me right. because we don't stay in our body I think that we leave our body and we reach because we're looking at somebody we go and touch them with our life force mm-hmm. and if their pattern matches your pattern you go come here I want to meet you mm-hmm. remember that look across the room and you see somebody and your eyes lock and you go yep that's that's the one that feels just just right oh bring, he's coming ah yeah <laughs> that happened to me once was across the room. Um, It didn't work out for reasons that are just illnesses. It was just in, in where I was in my life, if someone had, um, which is really wrong an illness that took hours and hours every day, take care of, I didn't have enough energy in my life force to do this job and take care of somebody and a cat. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so anyway, I I had to end a relationship because the person was so ill, even though they're out and we match energy-wise. But you have to realize you have to think about who you are. And at that time, probably um, 92, 93, I was dating quite a bit in that time frame, 94, 95, probably that area. And uh, at some point, you got to know that if you can't deal with somebody, long-term illnesses don't get involved. Mm-hmm. Even though I like this individual, and if you see this, oh, he was very interesting. He did eBay for a living. I mean, in those years, no one knew what eBay was, and he sure. made a living off of it, but he was a treatable diabetic, and he was really, I, after all these years, I think about this individual, I think, did I make the right decision? Yet, at that time, I was on the radio, I was on TV, I was doing all the psychic fairs, I was building my business up, I was really, really busy. Everybody in the state, up and down California knew me. I didn't have the life force in me to be able to give it to somebody else. It's not like I was selfish. I just didn't have it to give when I was trying to build my life up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Another question, shark anything else? I'm done. Are you done? Totally <laughs> you done, done, honey. Time to I'm, turn everything
0: off. Time to shut it down for the next couple of days. This so, is fun. I like this topic. It's fun. It's fun, fun, fun. Sunday, I'm going to be on at 6 Pacific. Because we have the last hour and 15 minutes of Lizzie Borton. We're going to be finishing that bad boy off. Boy, that was a long book. (laughs) 20 Sundays. Or rather 20 days because, of course, there were days that the guests... 20 chapters? No, no, no. This is 20 hour-long sessions reading.
1: Too, Too hard on me. I wouldn't be able to listen to the voice... Everybody, I moved down here. I was here three days and got sick. So I um, have a cup of coffee before I start, and I've been able to do an hour or something. Listen, it's going away now.
0: So when we finish Lizzie Borden now, Mm -hmm. Sunday after that, we're going to start Anna's book about haunted heirlooms and antiques. Ah, very interesting. That's the next book in the lineup.
1: I do do believe that antiques heirlooms can be haunted. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: But, but I losing, you know, like, like this last week, I ended up I ended up reading, what what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday or, or Wednesday, we had technical difficulties. So I ended up reading Lizzie Borden, which was kind of fun to do. That was mm-hmm. a good book. I can honestly say it was a good book. It was a difficult read. Was it? But, yeah, because a lot of court testimony. Oh, spoken oh, oh. In, spoken in 1800s English. Oh, that's that's
1: tough. Yeah, I can appreciate that.
0: Yeah, and a lot of names, you know. People, interrelated people and all this are just mixed by and scrambled. I think and it's so been
1: 20, 20 some years, but I got hold of a really old book yeah. that was written at the turn of the century. And I had a hard time reading it, but I wanted to because the story was so intriguing. And In those years, men and women were clearly separate. Yeah. And so what happens if the women vibration goes and falls into a parallel universe, but all males stay here? So the men woke up one day and all the women were gone, unborn babies that were male laid in the bed next to them. And it was quite interesting, if anybody knows, it was like 1900 and the sexes were split. I I have the book somewhere, of course, my life is crazy. And I remember thinking how hard it was and their prejudice. And Mm -hmm. I sit there gritting my teeth, oh, We've advanced so far, everybody.
0: You know, well, if you guys are in Indiana Jones, oh, Mark Olley is out of England, he's an archaeologist, and he has done a lot of research on crystal skulls. Oh, Oh, that's right, uh huh. So, he is going to be with us on Monday, but he's not only going to be talking about that, he's going to be talking about the you know, different historical things comparing with the Bible plus the, the like that. So we're going to get into that. He was a really cool guy. It's a pre-recorded interview. So I won't be here. I mean, I'll be online to talk (laughs) to you guys. But other than that, it's my night off. And, uh, but he will be here. He he will be on Monday. I'll have it all, you know, rigged up for you guys and all that good stuff. So I think you guys will enjoy that. So that's the lineup for the next few days of what's going to happen. Anyway, it's Friday. I'm tired, and a lot of you guys don't realize what my week was like because I had two, um, two. I keep wanting to say clients. I had two guests out of England.
1: Oh yeah, nine o'clock.
0: And what that means is that they're eight hours ahead of us, so I have to, I have to schedule accordingly. So Monday, this last Monday, I did two. Technically, I did two shows. Mm-hmm. I pre-recorded one, went live, and then. Tuesday, I pre-recorded when I went live. So, technically, what five, two, four, five, six. This is like my seventh race show this week.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. That's a uh, lot of hours trying to be on. It's right? a lot of hours trying to be on,
0: yeah. Talk about was, life
1: force burnout. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <It's> <laughs> Which part. I've talked to you about. What was it? Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday night when I got done? Yeah, Wednesday night was the was the final two shows. And I, I passed out. I was gone. I was gone for like for like 18 hours straight.
1: You told uh, me. I remember yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Got to anyway, catch up.
0: Again, I want to thank everybody. Our numbers this last month were tremendous. And we're growing by leaps and bounds. We doubled our, our, our usual monthly numbers this last month. Oh,
1: yeah, doubled. That was That's right, huh?
0: Was a double. That was a big yeah. number. Yeah, we doubled. It was a big number. And it looks like we're starting to gain momentum again this month and I have you guys to thank for it, each and every one of you. So thank you. everybody. Anyone, anyone that's donated, thank you, because you're helping keep the show on the air. And this month marks the third year since I started wow. doing this format with this show. Amazing,
1: that's past.
0: Nancy, Nancy can remember the blog talk days.
1: Oh my gosh, I started in 07 or 08. And I think when we moved out of Arizona on 13, 2013, that's when I stopped blog talk. Yeah. that was a lot of years. We
0: A lot of years we did blog talk. And then when blog talk started, everything was cool. Then they got overwhelmed. So then I switched to talk shoe. So I did like, I did like 20 shows. Oh, I,
1: I remember that. Uh-huh. And then came
0: back to blog talk. Yeah. So, and then here we are. And I'm at 200, I'm at uh, 256 shows. Wow. Since I started doing this stuff. Scary. Okay, anyway, it's enough of that. Enough of reminiscing. Anyway, if you guys like the show, share it with five people. If you hated it, send it to five enemies. (laughs) Five enemies to get even. That's what we do. Just share, 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 share. Just think, if the show is really that bad, if you give it to your five enemies, it's like a revenge thing for you. If you're listening to the show, it's great. Then they're sitting there, you know, listening to them like,
1: so you know, really, yeah. if by the way, if you people would like us to talk about something particular, if you want her right. to bring a guest back or what kind of topic, make sure you send a note in because we would like to know. I'm kind of involved here with this and um I can talk about a lot of different topics. So yep. if you want me to talk about something particular, please That's- uh I am who I am. Like am I might I can talk about most anything. <laughs> after all these years right the old old crony old woman here Oh, look at the cat oh shoot
0: Uh, well that's the other one now I bet (laughs) and remember if you're in a place where you either like the show or you can hit those follow buttons please do that we're looking for people to follow us and like us right and YouTube if you're watching from YouTube please subscribe there is a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. And Just click on that little Y and 300, no, more than 350 videos are sitting over there for you to peruse. All kinds of different topics. Okay? Uh-huh. I'd appreciate it. Anyway, I'm going to sign off tonight. Nancy, thank you as always. It was great. It was fun. Always. always an adventure. Always an always. adventure. <laughs> All these years and we're still not bored with each other, so we're here. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, life gives us experiences and life gets us at a place where we're more, um no, more knowledgeable yeah. and we're not as afraid. Yeah. And those years I was doing blog talk radio, I did a lot of readings and that mm-hmm. was fun, too. But we had the same people show up all the time. Yeah. So after a while, when we got on to um, Poor Orange Paranormal with George Lopez, that was fun, too. Yeah. And then he. I told him I said, be creative and then he and a group of people would get together to try and try to figure out ways to test me <laughs> and doing all kinds of stuff. Let's let's see if she can do this one.
0: <laughs> right. Because you're right. You know, we were doing those shows all the time. You had your show, I had my show. And then like if I was doing a live ghost hunt, because it used to be they had limits on the time, remember? Yep, yep. So mm-hmm. we would do our two hours and then Nancy would say and then Nancy would set it up so we could go on her network. And do another two hours, Ugh. and then there was someone else where I could do another two. Hours. So we were bouncing around all the time. But in addition to all this, like Nancy says, we started do we started guesting on other shows.
1: So yeah, i it, it was you crazy. know what's awful. I I did that, and a couple of them. One lady you do know uh, did know. She was on the East Coast, a little blonde woman. She passed away. Yes. and a couple have. And I go, wait a minute. I got to know these people, and they're gone. Yeah, That's not right. Yeah. And then uh, one gentleman, I don't know if he's live if he hears this, please call me. Uh, he lived in the forest area and he got familiar with a, a Bigfoot family yeah. and he would hear the noises and he invited me on and we talked and it was just, and then there was a fellow did astrology and I was on his show a lot. And it was fun because he get a network of people that, you know, like-minded, even though different areas of expertise, but we're willing to talk about the strange and unusual because we're strange and unusual. <laughs> just
0: weird.
1: Just
0: yeah. Weird. Right. Just weird.
1: Yeah. We're weird. I all love right, being weird. It's,
0: all it's right, interesting.
1: Guys. All right, kid.
0: Well, I'm going to tease Nancy stuff for you guys. And then I'm going to sign off here and I will see you all Sunday at 6 PM Pacific. So
1: all right. Bye. To,
0: Nancy's info. Take Nancy off the screen. Bye. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> let's run this website's nazymats.com nazymatsauthor.com with the n n m and a capitalized.com, and you you've got youtube.com forward slash nazymats psychic help get me out of this funk. that's one of her books Two worlds developing your psychic skills. The Unwilling Sacrifice, and of course, you can get those books at Amazon. Okay, guys, I will see you Sunday, 6 p.m. Pacific. Have a good weekend.